think that's why marriage is has become a failed technology because it does get to the point where partners both just feel way too safe. They don't feel the need to expand or push or take risks or feel uncomfortable. And it just becomes like, oh, I'm so comfortable with you. Oh, I love you. Oh, I'm comfortable with you. I love you. All right. This is boring. All right. Why did you do that? I never liked your mom. <laughs> it's really fascinating to see what humans stick to just out of like societal pressure and like trying to keep something going that even with a failure rate as high as around 85%, we're just automatically being sucked into it. Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. My name is Steph Ganowski, and as a men's coach, I'm on a mission to help men prioritize themselves, take ownership over their challenges, set boundaries in their relationships, and much more, all while adding a female touch and perspective. I hope this podcast helps you. We need you men, and as a woman, I'm rooting for you. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the four things that you need in order to make a romantic relationship last. This is really interesting. I heard this today on a podcast on the Ed Milet Show. Um, He had Matthew Hussey on, who is probably the top dating coach for women in the world. He's super interesting to listen to. He's not just a pretty face, okay? Um, (laughs) He is very good looking, has a lovely accent, but he's actually really fucking smart and the things he say really land. Um, He has a great way of explaining things. So even guys should check check out his stuff. Um, So what he was saying these four things are... And actually, before I dive into these four things, I want to let you know that I'll be putting on a webinar, a free training presentation for you guys next week, Wednesday the 11th. And it's for guys, for you guys who feel like you're not getting enough sex. All right. So it's called Let's Talk About Sex, Why You're Not Getting Enough, and What You Need to Do About It. And I can't wait to have this presentation because it's going to blow so many of you guys away and you're going to love it. So click the link in the description below to register for this and I can't wait to see you there. All right, so diving into Matthew Hussey's four things, here they are. Number one, admiration. Number two, love. Number three, compatibility. And number four, commitment. You can't have one of these things without the other. You can't have you can't have three of these things and make a monogamous relationship last long term. Because think about it, like if you don't have the love, but you have the admiration, like you're attracted, you're committed, and you're compatible, what is the relationship? You know, you can have, and this is what a lot of people fall into, they have the admiration, they have the love, they even have the commitment, but they are just not compatible. They just cannot live together. And it's something they didn't realize and didn't take to heart at the start of the relationship. It was just like, I love you so much. I'm so attracted to you. Let's, let's just be together. And they, didn't, they either didn't spend enough time, you know, living together, getting to know each other's hobbies or personalities enough. Um, to a certain extent to realize, hey, like we are not compatible. Um, you know, sometimes you love someone very much and 
it's it's hard because two people can love each other and it's just like it's just not going to work for us. You know, this is also for relationships that are have a big age gap. You know, like it's both people realize we're just two we're just living two way different lives. Like I've already lived so much more than you and had all these experiences over these years and you haven't yet. And that just makes us not compatible to be life partners. So it's, it's really interesting, you know, and then there's a lot of couples, let's just go through them all. Why the fuck not? Then there's a lot of couples who don't have the attraction and the attraction, because the attraction is lost, which is the admiration in this case, they, they have the love. They can say like, I love you so much. You know, I, um, I, I want to be committed to you. Like we lived a good life. We had a good run, but like the attraction is just killing the whole thing. The lack of attraction. Right. And then you can have, you can be attracted, you can be in love, you can be compatible, but then you're, maybe you're just not ready to commit, you know? So these four things are really, really powerful. And it was cool to listen to him talk about this because because yeah, it's like people don't look into each of these things and we just, we get comfortable with someone and then we just want to jump on it, right? When really, literally, um, but also for life. And it's a dangerous thing, especially because, oh my God, like marriage is a failed technology overall. <laughs> like, And I say this, I, I call it, I use the phrase failed technology because I was listening to a Lewis Howes podcast who had one of my good friends actually on, um, Jim Sexton. He's a divorce lawyer in New York City. And he was, Jim Sexton was saying that it's, it's a failed technology. 53% of marriages end in divorce at this point in time. Um, and and this is, we're talking about marriage here. So 50% of, 53% of marriages end in divorce, like technically. And then besides that, you got to think about who stays in the marriage for the kids or who stays for religious reasons or, you know, who stays for whatever other reasons. That's another, you know, certain percentile that, that leads to about 85% failure rate for marriage. Yet we still all just want to get married. And if you're not married, people think something's wrong with you or like, oh, why aren't you with someone? Like, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you married yet? Um, so it's pretty crazy. What like James says in the, in the, uh, in the podcast is like, you know, if I even told you that there's a 50% chance of walking outside the door and a bowling ball hit you in the head, like, would you go out? Probably fucking not. And Yet we all just like rush into this thing called marriage that has such an enormous failure rate and we're, we don't take it that seriously. You know, like people really don't realize what they're, what they're just committing to. Um, and this may be you, this may not be you yet, but it's just really fascinating to me. I'm not like judging people who are married, obviously. I hope to get married one day, but it is like something that I feel as society as a whole needs to take seriously, like more seriously than they are and not just rush into it out of fear of like, oh, well, I'm getting older or what will people think or this or that, you know, you don't want to just be with someone and then waste you waste years of your life with the wrong person when you know it's the wrong person you're you just pushed yourself into it out of fear of what people are saying. Like that's the worst guys. And I, I hear about so many people who who realize that they did that. They're like, I just rushed into it. You know, I was getting, we were getting older, we were dating. So it just seemed like the right thing to do. And people don't think, they don't think about, especially not think about these four things. Like, I feel like there needs to be 
like marriage school or something that like actually prepares you to to know whether or not this person is right for you long term. And it's even hard to know that even with these four things, right? Even with admiration, love, compatibility, and commitment, there's we live in this era where instant gratification is just, it's our thing. You know, it's how we function now. And it's just so easy for us to, to not take our relationship seriously. Because if we get in a fight, what do we do? We can just leave and meet up with someone else like that. You know, we could text someone, we could text our ex like that. We could go on Facebook, find an ex-lover like that. And like, you know, it's just everything is at our fingertips now. So there's even, it's even come to the point where we're not even trying very hard because we don't have to. And because we don't want to, we've been training our brains to not have to try hard because, hey, like, look at our attention spans and look at what we're willing to be patient with. Not much. Um, you know, Tom Bilyeu and his wife, Lisa Bilyeu, also have a podcast, um, in Relationship Impact, Impact Relationship Theory. Oh my God, I hope that's it. I think it is. Um, they're amazing too. And they've been married for, I think, 20 something years at this point. Um, but they talk about, they talk about how it's just like, you need to have like a moral obligation. Like marriage should be an obligation um, where you're, you're like committed for life and like obligated to make this work, like whatever the fuck happens. And it just seems like today that's just not the case. It's like, all right, I'll just get a divorce. Like, uh, Jim Sexton was actually saying like people, more people get praised now for getting divorces. You know, it's like, oh, you don't need him. Like, yeah, leave that bitch. Like, you know, like there's so much praise around dropping out of something that was once like a lifelong commitment um, or should have been. So I don't know. I hope this isn't depressing. Actually. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not trying to preach on marriage here. Obviously I am no, you know, I'm, I'm not married, but I've just been researching a bunch over the last few days. And I just had these interesting, you know, these interesting thoughts come up where it's just like, damn, like, why are we all striving for this failed technology? Um, after all these years, you know, and it's just, it's just getting worse and worse too. Yet we're still trying to just like getting sucked into it and, and just thinking like, all right, time to get married. All right, go into it. And then receiving so much pain, like most people going through such a painful experience because they don't take it seriously going in while they're rushing into it. Um, it's, it's just really fucking cool to think about and like mind blowing actually. Uh, it's actually, I wanted to bring another thing up. I'm kind of just like, <laughs> I'm kind of just list. This podcast is really just me listing random things I learned over the past few days that I wanted to share with you guys, but hopefully you find it entertaining. I, um, I came across Esther Perel as well, who is incredible. She's such a genius. Um, and she, her main thing is erotic intelligence. So she studies desire and what creates um, how to maintain that desire in a relationship. And the only thing to maintain desire is to create space. Um, and it kind of goes back to something Matthew Hussey was talking about today, where he said something really interesting that we long, we desire safety in a long-term relationship, right? Like that's what we desire most. We're like, I want to be safe. I want to feel comfortable with this partner. Um, I want to get to this place where we just 
both feel rock solid, right? Like rock solid, safe, comfortable. Like I'm going to know that you're my person 100%. But when we get to that point, when we get to that safety point of like complete safety and surrender, we lose desire. Like desire leaves because that's when you get to the point of just living your day to day. Just every day is the same, you know, and there's, there's no like real adventure. There's no like mystery. There's no, oh, like, you know, they're, they're, this is how they act when that happens. Oh, that's different. Oh, that's new. Oh, how should I act with them when that happens? Like there's no more us trying to figure things out. So because we have it all figured out, it gets boring and we no longer desire something that is always there and something that is so, so solid and so known. So we tend to fall out of desire, which means like fall out of lust, right? Like there's no craving for that person because we already know everything about that person. We already know they're going to be there. And that's really interesting. And that's something that people have to realize that like the only way to keep that, that desire is to, is to continue doing things that, that make you uncomfortable in your relationship. And this is kind of cool to think about because it's like, think about when you're in a relationship romantically and, and you have like a new experience where say like you go meet a distant family and you go there together and you hardly see the side of your family, but you go and your partner comes with you and she sees this new side of you based on how you act with these family members. And it sparks this interest, right? It's like, Ooh, like who is this person? Like who is this side of him? I've never seen this side of him. Oh, that's sexy. This is why role play during sex is hot because it sparks an, a newness. Esther Perel always says like the, the way to keep desire is to keep novelty. Keep new things in there. Have new experiences. And it's hard because we don't want to naturally go there because new experiences make us uncomfortable, right? If you're like, oh, like, babe, you should really meet like my friends that I hardly ever see and you don't know, like that's discomfort for her because she's like, oh, why don't we just stay in instead? You know, like I'm more comfortable here having to, you know, maybe that's a bad example, like, but, but do you know what I'm talking about? Like, like, uh, or like maybe you took up, you took up dancing, right? You took up like ballroom dancing or something or like salsa dance and she doesn't salsa dance. She's actually a terrible dancer. That might make her nervous and uncomfortable that you started taking up a hobby that she has no real interest in and, and also knows that you might meet women at this hobby. So what does that do? It sparks more interest and curiosity and mystery in you and her between your relationship. So, and this is why people have to be cautious of not getting jealous in these moments, but knowing that these moments are needed in order to keep sex appeal strong, in order to keep desire alive, because there has to be that mystery. There has to be the novelty. There has to be the ups and downs, because if there were, aren't ups and downs, what are you fighting for? What are you really working towards? What are you trying to figure out about this person? And if you're not like growing with the person and like 
change and you're both changing and you're both trying to learn how each other's changing and just constantly trying to figure each other out that's when you hit the place where it's just like I know you I know you inside and out I know you completely I know everything about you and when it gets to that point it's just like you're boring And you guys probably resonate this. You guys who are married probably resonate with it more than I do. Um, I'm just relaying things that I learned, but but it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, I know when I was in long-term relationships, like this is how I felt. It did get boring at times. But then when things happen that sparked newness or curiosity or maybe a tinge of jealousy, it was like, ooh, okay. It's like part of you comes alive again, right? It's like, oh shit, what are they doing? Oh my God, how do I feel about this? Whew. All right. Like they're on your brain more. You know, you're thinking about them more. You're questioning yourself a little more. Maybe you're learning more about yourself. You know, not in a bad way questioning, but maybe you're just like, huh, like, do I want to do that? No, I really don't. You know, so what should I do? Maybe I should take up a new hobby. Uh, maybe I could do this. You know, it's like, it just sparks something. And, but that's why I said, like, it's hard because naturally our natural instinct is always to stay safe right? The brain is always wanting us to just stay put, stay safe, keep doing what we're doing, find comfort and stay there and don't get out of the comfort bubble. And that's what I always say the contradiction is between like becoming a new person and staying the same. We all want to grow. We want to improve. We want to get better. We want to hit big goals, right? But then there's our brain, our um, reptilian brain that's like, stay safe, must stay where you are, (laughs) like stay here, and trying to keep us held back so that we don't take risks, so that we don't put ourselves in a place where we may be rejected or ostracized or like, you know, even though that stuff is never going to like actually hurt us anymore, our brain still thinks we're going to die if we make these moves. So we automatically want to stay in our safe bubble, bubble. And it's the same thing in relationships. And I think that's why marriage is has become a failed technology because it does get to the point where Partners both just feel way too safe. They don't feel the need to expand or push or take risks or feel uncomfortable. And it just becomes like, oh, I'm so comfortable with you. Oh, I love you. Oh, I'm comfortable with you. I love you. All right, this is boring. All right, why did you do that? I never liked your mom. (laughs) And then it turns into this thing that just, you know, ends up ending. That's what it seems like, right? You know, it's kind of like, I mean, there's a lot more to it. It's so complicated, but it's, it's really fascinating to see what humans <laughs> stick to just out of like societal pressure and like out of just trying to keep something going that even with a failure rate as high as around 85%, we're just automatically being sucked into it. Um, it's kind of like education. But yeah, so anyway, I just wanted this to be a quick, podcast on the four things which I started with the four things and then went on a tangent but I think it all related you know and um and I think these podcasts are definitely worth checking out guys I think you would love them because I was just eating them up um the first one like I said was Ed Milet the Ed Milet show and it's the episode with Matthew Hussey I believe it's a 2019 episode as well as um James Sexton divorce lawyer on the Lewis Howes podcast school of greatness. So if you check that one out, I think that one was 2000. I think that was 2019 too, or 2020. No, 2019. Um, I think so check that, check those two out. You're going to love them. And then Esther Perel is just incredible erotic intelligence. If you guys ever 
want to do some research around desire, um, look up her videos and you'll be blown away. Her TED Talk is amazing. So with that being said, since we're talking about sex and we're talking about desire and I'm (laughs) obviously nerding out and doing some research around this stuff, I want you guys to join my, join my live training. It is free. I would usually charge for this, but it is free. It is next Wednesday on the 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Go click the link in the description to register. And I would love to see you guys there. You can ask questions. We'll have a fun time. I'm going to go ham on all this info and it's going to be great. So that's it for tonight, guys. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.